When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the Underdog Fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks, and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the Underdog Fantasy banner, and make sure promo code Smitty's entered. Let's go. ADP is everything. We're breaking down ADP data. More importantly, we're identifying players that you can steal away from your league mates given the ADP. And then we're breaking down players you need to avoid based on the ADP data. ADP data is everything. No, I don't think you should draft off ADP data. Knowing ADP data like the back of your hand walking into your draft. It's more about knowing your opponent's blueprint. It's not about where you should take a player. Everybody gets ADP data twisted. And when I say everything is about ADP data, people in my comments, other industry experts will say stuff like, yeah, Smitty's all about ADP. Smitty only drafts off ADP. No one takes a look at what I'm actually saying. I know you guys do it here, but for the new people, for anybody that may have heard something about, oh, Smitty likes ADP. I love ADP. Everything, everything revolves around ADP, but again, it's about your opponent, not you. It's about drafting around ADP. I reach over ADP all the time. There is a time and a place to reach on a player. It's okay to reach on a player past their ADP if they still got a bunch of ceiling value to get. Taking the best player available incorporates both a set of rankings like mine, bold predictive rankings that tell you who I think is going to be a top five wide receiver. CD Lamb is in my top five or six wide receivers, but do I do I have you drafting him in the top five for wide receivers? No, I do not. ADP tells me and tells you, you don't have to take CD Lamb until round three. Sad enough, it used to be round four. If you've been riding the train here at the Fantasy Football Show all offseason long, you know that we were talking about Lamb in four and five round territory. We knew this day was coming. He climbed around three. We know the day's coming probably mid-August, maybe late August. He climbs into round two. People still hate on him once in a while. In every Lamb video I do, there's like, Lamb, 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 he's fire, he's the best. And then there's one guy, Bob. Bobby Boy or Philip or Uncle Bud who comes out scratching his chest from the bathroom in the middle of the draft and goes, Is Melvin Gordon still available? That guy always says something snarky in the comments like, uh, Amari Cooper's the number one there. Don't you don't you know that? Uh CD Lamb won't even be the fourth option. That person won't be anywhere to be found come week 17 and when CD Lamb's in the top five. ADP is everything you need it as a blueprint it helps you navigate it helps you steal players away it helps you take players before they're taken and it helps you avoid the pitfalls that are awaiting every single one of us in fantasy football there are pitfalls everywhere let's break down adp data as of august 1 the fantasy football show begins now this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty Running back. 
You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I love doing ADP data shows, and I love working with underdog fantasy. If you go to smitty1.com, you'll find this banner right here waiting for you, right when you click on smitty1.com. If you click on that banner... It enters promo code SMITTY for you on a $10 deposit on a new underdog account. Not only do you get $25 in bonus cash, but you get a free phone call from your man SMITTY. I'll call you right up. Test me. Send me a DM on Instagram or email me. Proof that you did it, and I will dial you up. In fact, the first people to do it right now, the first two, get a spot in Door League 2. Go. This ADP data is from Underdog, and I think it's the official ADP moving forward for the show because it's legit. People have skin in the game. They're not going to mess around with their contest. And so you know this is pretty accurate as to what people are, are throwing down on underdog fantasy. You know when you look through ADP data and you're like, okay, that doesn't look right. I don't feel that way much ever looking at this ADP data because, again, people actually have something on the line. Okay, so looking at ADP data right off the bat, nothing's popping off as a value grab uh, to kick off this like top 1 to 10 overall. And a void for me would be Derrick Henry, 3.7. Seems very, very high for a guy that I feel like could hit a wall during the middle or end of the year. It's no secret that I, I actually love Henry at the beginning of the year. I think he could have 150 yards and two touchdowns in week one. How about that? But he'll hit a wall, in my opinion, at some point in 2021 or get hurt. 700 carries within a two-year time frame. Add in the 300 carry pace he'll definitely be on, and he'll hit 1,000 carries in less than a three-year span. If we just look at part of this year, in the last two years. That is an insane volume that I don't think any running back, especially a 250-pound, 6'3 running back, is going to be able to weather through and endure. So if I draft him, it's it's down a lot lower than, than number three overall. But if he fell, for whatever reason, to, to where Barkley is at 10, I would take him at 10 or 11, which he won't fall. I'm not, I'm not dumb. He won't fall there. But if he did, I would take him. I have a line in the sand where Henry becomes a guy I can't pass on. But then I I trade him before double-digit weeks. I I just don't feel like he will stay healthy all year long. Kelsey's way too high at 6.4. I know that the tight end position is is thin. It's not as bad as everybody makes it out to be. You got Logan Thomas, number three from last year, going around 9 and 10. You got Robert Bobby Boyd Tunyon, number four overall for tight ends in 2021. He falls to like freaking round 11 or 12. Noah Fant, round 7 or 8. He's my next TJ Hawkinson. I did finish number one in 2020, according to Fantasy Pros and tight end rankings, and number one in 2018. I know a little bit about the breakout tight end. Give me Higby really late. Give me Fant in round eight if he falls. Give me Logan Thomas or Robert Bobby Boytunyan later. I love all those options. and Give me the flexibility of being able to grab one of these top guys in round one versus drafting Kelsey too early and having the deck stacked against me at running back and wide receiver. I just released a video on Barkley and why I'm avoiding him in the first round almost entirely. And Barkley, it's not that I hate him. It's not that I think he can't earn top five to 10 running back value, but there are much safer options, a handful of them, not just like one or two. And I'm like on the fence, like a handful of options feel safer than Barkley walking to 2021. And that's what makes him a total avoid for me because I can't envision a scenario where a running back or wide receiver isn't there that I like a whole lot more, that's a whole lot safer. So so I'm pretty much going to for sure 
be making Barkley someone else's risk to take in 2021. Call half of it a gut instinct and there's nothing you can do about that. That's how I feel. A lot of my content is gut driven. If I didn't have a good track record, nobody would be here watching me. My gut is going to help drive a lot of the content on this channel. That's just the way it is. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not feeling good about Barkley staying healthy. He doesn't sound very confident himself in terms of where he'll be in week one. And the team doesn't even know how cautious they could take things in week one. And it really just comes down to safer options. Like if Elliott were to fall or go in Diggs, I'll go Diggs or Tyree Hill potentially instead of Barkley at this pick right here and then take my running back one in Gibson or Clyde Edwards a layer later, Najee Harris in round two, Gibby Harris Clyde. I'd rather go running back one there and go elite wide receiver in round one if I had to pick like a, an avenue to go Barkley wide receiver or Diggs and Gibby. I'll go Diggs and Gibby. <laughs> I did, I'll admit, I liked Barkley and JT a whole lot more months ago, but we adjust and adapt. Buckle up. If you want an analyst that'll stick to his guns and not adapt to the to the news coming in or to the feeling that they get, I might not be the show for you because I adjust and adapt as I go. And I'm not getting a good feeling about this cult situation. I'm not getting a good feeling about Wentz and Wentz being able to get healthy. We don't even know what's really going on truly with Wentz's situation and the fact that he's trying to avoid surgery. How do you think that's going to play out with a guy like Wentz trying to avoid surgery? Like he's going down a path right now. We hope he doesn't need the surgery. We hope he can heal on his own. This man doesn't heal on his own. This man can't even stay healthy. And it's not like a situation where Mike Thomas goes down. Kamara could be more valuable or equal in value. Defenses could key on Kamara. There's there's some threat there. But this isn't that situation where you have a real good argument as to why Kamara could actually be more valuable with Mike Thomas down. This is a quarterback for a team that will be very, very different, very lesser without Wentz in the lineup. Defenses will focus on Taylor. He will be very, very easy to to stack the box against unless Eason's that guy that that you know came out of nowhere and I'll give Eason a small shot that he could be that next guy I don't want to I don't want to say this couldn't happen so know that I said that right there just in case it does but I'm not gambling with a top 10 pick right now on a running back that had some questions going into the offseason like oh we got Hines Max back I'm not worried about Mac. I think they would have given Taylor enough work in the PPR game. I'm not saying they won't moving forward now, but all the little question marks I had got amplified when the team lost the starting quarterback and they may not move the football down the field. Touchdown opportunities, red zone availability. When that all gets taken away, what good is a running back if he's fed, fed, fed? I'm not saying he can't earn second round overall value, but he'll be harder pressed now to earn top 10 overall player value. If Wentz is not in that lineup, I'm avoiding Taylor at his ADP of 10.4. Moving right along, I don't mind Eckler here. I don't. It doesn't feel like my favorite kind of value at 11.5. I like him more in the 14 overall range. I like him after Najee and Gibby myself. I'm indifferent about 11.5 value. I like him at 14. That's not that far apart, so I would not call him an avoid. See, Aaron Jones is 14. Eckler is 11.5. They're, they're really close, but that's kind of where I'm feeling Eckler should be right there. Nick Chubb actually feels okay right there. I don't like him in round one, and people have been drafting him in round one. I feel like he goes in round one more times than not. And we're back to some value. 
guys. We got Ridley at 15.4. He could be top 10 overall. He proved he was the number one wide receiver for a string of games in 2021, not just one or two. This guy could be the number one overall wide receiver in 2021. Julio's gone. Yeah, I know Kyle Pitts is there, but guess what? He won't absorb everything. Matt Ryan's going to lean on Ridley a ton. And if Ridley stays healthy, top one to five lock. He worries me a little bit with injuries. He's not currently 100% right now, but I feel like Ridley, even missing a game or two, would be a top five wide receiver. And if he, again, if he stays healthy, to the moon. To the moon. I love Gibson at 17.3. I hope this is real on draft day for most of us because Gibby can win a league at 17.3. He's got top five to like eight overall value and upside. And you get him at a place where literally it's like a, he's got a whole round, maybe more that he can reach up to. Avoid Mixon at 18.4. Avoid him. Everyone's going to say, why? He burned you in 2019, did he not? I know he finishes a top like 10 to 12 running back end of year, but the first half of that year, he completely busted. I know because people text me on my HeySmitty.com text service, and I can't tell you how many people week in and week out said, I got Mixon, he's killing me. I'm one and six, I'm one and seven. What do I do? Can I get rid of Mixon for anything? Mixon failed almost everybody in 2019. In 2020, he was even worse. And I know they got Jamar Chase. You know how much I love the Bengals moving forward, but Mixon's been worked into the ground. He's an injury risk, in my opinion. And there's still a lot of moving parts for the Cincinnati Bengal team to improve and get to where I think they'll get, but it could take a little time. It won't happen maybe right away. I love Burrow. I love Jamar Chase and Burrow together. I actually believe Mixon could be a decent value downstream, but 18.4, are you out of your mind? Are you going to trust this man a third time with 18.4 value? I get it if it was third drafted player. But don't give 18.4 respect to Joe Mixon yet. You've got DK Metcalf right below him. Who on earth would take Mixon over DK? I'll tell you who. The guy that says, I gotta go running back, Smitty. The guy that doesn't draft best player available. He drafts based on a position. Can you imagine living outside of the fantasy football show community and actually drafting based on a position? There are still people that live. I know you don't realize it, but people outside of our community, if you were to venture outside of the Fantasy Football Show community, you would forget that there are people that actually draft based on a position and not based on overall value and upside. I know it's crazy, but people still do it. Right there, evidence Metcalf below Mixon. Are you kidding me? Metcalf has top 10 overall potential and upside. Top 10 reach he could get into the top seven overall maybe top six overall overall and he's going below joe mixon because mixon's a running back an rb while on that note let's put a little ring around dk and talk about how he's a value grab for everything that i just said i'm loving me some Najee harris at 21.1 i've seen him go as high as 14 and you know what that's not crazy at all in redraft in dynasty he's a first rounder forget about it but in redraft he does fall on occasion to 21 i think the injury to acres will probably move him up and up and up people will freak out about the scarcity of the running back positions this is the one adp value that i'm not entirely sure you'll find out in the real world this ADP data is really accurate overall because, again, people are their skin in the game. People are actually building this ADP through doing actual contests, so it's legit ADP data. But Harris feels more like a 15 to 18 guy. 
But man, if you can get him at 21, steal. I don't hate Waller at all. I love Waller. I found Waller. I found Waller. Nobody in the fantasy football industry had Hawkinson and Waller higher than I did, documented in video and confirmed by Fantasy Pros. I was the number one tight end ranker in 2020, according to Fantasy Pros, and in 2018, and number one overall over the course of the last three years, according to Fantasy Pros. I found Waller. No one else can say what I just said. Not that anybody's coming at me, but don't come at me and ask me why I don't like Waller at 21. It's because I like finding the next tight end like Noah Fant. Logan Thomas and and Tunyon are going in round 10, 11, 12. They finished number three and four in 2020. Thomas and then Tunyon. And I like a guy named Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. Who's catching footballs from the guy that turned Hawkinson into the Hawkness monster. We might be looking at the Tyler Higby monster in 2021 because Stafford lost one of the tight end. And Higby had a lot of upside before Stafford landed in that Rams uniform. So I really like Higby a lot to, to maybe not be Waller, but he could maybe be the Hawkinson of 2020. And Logan Thomas and Tunyon can be the Logan Thomas and Tunyon in 2021 because they, they were number three and number four in 2020. People are crazy letting Logan Thomas fall to 9, 10 round range. Same thing with Bobby Boy Tunyon at 11, 12 round range. It's crazy. Fant. Fant has that. I don't think anybody has the, the Waller upside, but the Hawkinson upside, Fant. Higby, they both have it. And that has me avoiding going Waller this high. I like Waller. I like Waller in like round three, mid round three. I'll take him as my third drafted player, but not at 21.2. I don't mind AJ Brown. I won't call him a value here, but I don't mind him at 22. I think it's very good. I think the addition of, of Julio could make it a little confusing to predict. And I think everybody thinks everything just carries over from year to year. We got Jonu Smith. We've got Corey, Corey Davis leaving. Those amount of targets now get absorbed. They're for sure available. There are no for sure available targets. We don't know how this whole thing's going to shake out. The presence of Julio could affect the dynamic in a way that the, the Titans are so efficient. They don't throw a ton considering they have these two mouths to feed. I love Clyde Boy Edwards Alaire at 22.2. This is a player that I still feel has top 5 to 10 overall talent. We didn't get to see all of his skill set unleashed in 2020 because of the pandemic. These running backs, these rookie running backs did not learn pass protection fast enough. Clyde was game scripted out of games. And while everybody wants to ignore that the offensive line was a mess and they retooled it, and that might mean more running in 2021, a more balanced approach. Reed does want a balanced approach. Reed does use his running back. Reed is notorious for creating elite fantasy football running backs. None of that's going away. It's the inverse of what happened in Green Bay in 2019 when Adams went down and they had to to move everything over to the run. We're going to run, run, run. And then in 2020, people forgot about A-Rod. He became one of the bigger steals in 2020. One of my best value grab quarterbacks. People said, Smitty, who's the best secret weapon quarterback sleeper in 2020? I'd say A-Rod. And they'd go, he can't be a sleeper. And I'd say, where's he going, Bill? What round? And Bill would say, Nine or ten? There you go, Bill. Are people sleeping on A-Rod? Well, well, uh, yeah, I suppose, Smitty. Everything is about ADP, even sleepers. I don't care if they're big-name players. If you're being slept on, you're being slept on. Everybody was so misguided on that, that Green Bay situation. 
I think everybody's misguided on KC and that they are just this passing attack that will never run the football. Their offensive line was in shambles. Their offensive line was not built to run the football, and their running back didn't learn the position fully because of the pandemic. They didn't give up on him. They didn't bench him. Clyde Edwards-Alaire ran circles around that entire defensive draft class in college football. Some of the best talent to come out in a long time from a defensive perspective, Clyde took him to school on a weekly basis. Clyde has the talent. Clyde has the skill set. Clyde can be a goal line back. I don't care what anybody thinks. They need to use him right. They need the blocking. They've got it. This is going to be a very balanced approach or a more balanced approach than people are thinking. Clyde Edwards-Alaire can no longer be game scripted out. Clyde Edwards-Alaire can pull in 55 receptions on a bad year now. Something I did think, admittedly, could happen as a rookie. But we all knew, we all prefaced up front that we don't know how the rookies are going to handle the pandemic and we didn't know how it was all going to unfold week by week rookies got burned we got burned we all invested in top five to ten running back value in Clyde and now because he didn't deliver people think he can't get to that level he can and I believe he will love this value Justin Jefferson I like Diggs as my number one wide receiver out in the open my very quiet underdog stance underdog smitty1.com Go deposit. My low-key stance on Jefferson is that he can be, him and Lamb could be the two wide receivers that have the best shot at being the number one overall wide receiver in 2021 of the guys you normally will not hear in the conversation. Jefferson can be number one. Lamb could be top five. If I'm starting a dynasty league today, I want Jefferson and Lamb on the same team. I'm not feeling Kittle in the 24 to 26 range, I like him in the 30s. I think he could be a good value, but that feels like a little bit too high. I love Keenan Allen. I think the fact that he could get hurt, miss time, this feels a little bit high. I don't care if he's climbing ADP. Just like when a stock like doubles and the next day you're like, dang, I missed out on it. I'm not going to get in now because... It, it, it can't double again. I'm so mad that I didn't get involved earlier, so I'm not going to get involved now. That's like, <laughs> that's exactly what people are doing with Lamb right now. He like went up a whole round in value, went up like 25% in value, and now people, because they missed it, are like, eh, maybe I don't want in. He could be a top 5 to 10 overall player in 2021. He's still got a ton of time to more than double in value. I actually love this value. I would pay anywhere in the third round range, a third drafted player value, anywhere in the third round, I'd pay that for CD Lamb. No doubt about it. These two feel a little bit high for me. 29.8 in Chicago, quarterback carousel potentially going on there at some point. He's always disrespected. I admit I rank A-Rob too low every year, but Cooper's coming back from injury. These these guys just feel a little bit high. This is when I start thinking Josh Allen, and you may not like that. You may say, Smitty, there's so many quarterbacks that you like. How could you like Josh Allen? At 29.8. Because I'm not going to lose my league getting a player like A-Rob next round and getting Josh Allen potentially the number one overall scorer in fantasy football right here as my third drafted player. Not my second, not my first. My third drafted player could be the number one scorer overall in fantasy football. These are just avoids for me. DeAndre Swift. Good Lord, 33.2. No, no DeAndre Swift as a third drafted player. I've told you over and over. No DeAndre Swift 
He's got the talent. The situation's garbage. Staying healthy. One red flag. A lot of three and outs. Another red flag. Probably very, very limited touchdown opportunities because the Lions won't be in the red zone. Red flag three. New quarterback. Worst quarterback. Red flag four and five. Galladay gone. Red flag. I don't know. That's six and seven. Detroit never producing running backs. That is a huge red flag all on its own that drives me away because it's a culture. It's a culture. Sometimes it is about the culture and why they can't produce something over and over and over. It's not just dumb luck. They dismantled the entire offense. Is that not evidence that they don't want to build properly? Is that not evidence as to why a player like Swift, you draft him, you're about to build your team around him, then you dismantle everything around him, and you wonder why the running back that they draft every year never evolves. They're just better options available. Like the guy right below him, who, yeah, he's got some risk, but it's baked in. Baked in, boys! J.K. Dobbins has top 5 to 10 overall ability and upside and ceiling value of course he's got risk we all know that but when are people going to realize that like when dalvin cook was a top five upside guy with a lot of risk when he fell to like 20 21 25 okay time to adjust and adapt time to go all in on cook because the risk is baked in the risk is baked in with jk i think 34.1 will suffice in terms of baking in the amount of risk needed for a guy that could be top five at his position. In terms of being efficient, he's a top five running back in the league. I bet you didn't know that. Last year, top five in terms of being efficient. I don't want to call any of these guys a voids, and I feel like this is a value. I do like Patty Mahomes here. The main reason I don't draft Pat Mahomes, even though he feels like a pretty good value, because eight times out of 10, Josh Allen falls to my fourth round pick. Some people will say, oh, Allen goes in the third round, or Allen's been going in the second round, but then I get a DM from the other guy, so I got that guy hitting me, and then the other DMs like, Smitty, Josh Allen, you don't take a quarterback till round five? Allen's been going in round four or five, you idiot! And this guy's DMing me, Smitty, he goes in two! What are you talking about? Are you in a two QB league? No! He goes in two. Then this guy hits me over here. All of you have different leagues. I love when someone comes at me and tries to tell me they know how it is or this is the way something is and it's not and it's not different anywhere else but in my world. The I am the sun and everything revolves around me. I'm Bill. But Bill, I talk to all of you. I can get a temperature on all of this and I'm telling you right now, he can go in round two, Josh Allen. Or he could go in round four. He could go in round five. Eight times out of ten, he falls in round four, or to the top of four at least. That's why I don't love Mahomes here. I like Mahomes here, but I don't I don't know that I'm gonna highlight him. David Montgomery is pretty darn good value at 41.4. I've gotta say, I'm worried about him too. Nagy's calling him plays. Chicago Bears are involved. Easy schedule last year. I get it, I've heard it all. Damian Williams, Cohen's back. Damian Williams has ties to the coaching staff. I've heard it all. I am not a moron. I study this. This is what I do. That ammo would be used for somebody that said, hey, Montgomery was number four overall for all running backs in 2020. I bet you didn't know that. He was number four. Check your league scoring. He was number four. Number four. But he's not going anywhere near that value. He's going at 41.4. If that's not baked in, boys... I don't know what is baked in. I honestly don't know what baked in even means if that is not baked in. I'll take the guy that finished number four 
overall last year. I'll take the guy that has a chip on his shoulder. I'll take that guy at 41.4 any day of the week. I don't actually mind Jamar at 43.3. I like him a little later, but I'm not going to call him any kind of value or especially not an avoid. But Miles Sanders won't escape my avoid list. Don't go near Miles Sanders at anything close to 40 overall value, mainly because of the other options available, like the man down at 50.3, which is right here. Josh Allen is a monster steal at 50. Anything near 40 even. 39. Anywhere in the third round, Josh Allen can win you a league. I don't care how deep the quarterback pool is. Again, people, if you see a CD Lamb sitting there, of course you don't take Josh Allen. Then you go with the Kyler Murray later or the Herbert later approach. But look at the names above Josh Allen. Deontay Johnson, Adam Thielen. I like Kyle Pitts, but he is a rookie. This is not Dynasty. This is Redraft. Higgins, Miles Sanders. You can live without every name I just gave you. You can draft a replacement player like Judy, Michael Carter, Mike Davis over a running back like Miles Sanders, who I don't like because they've proven in Philly they don't know what they're doing with Sanders or the running back position, and they've come out and said they might run a committee. The writing's on the wall again for Sanders to bust. That's why his ADP's dropping. To actually contemplate taking a guy like Sanders or even Higgins, who I like, over Josh Allen, a guy that could be the number one overall scorer in fantasy football, a guy with an extra game that can get you 45, 50 TDs. If you don't think he can get 45 or 50 TDs, this is where we part ways, young man. He can. He can, and he probably will. This offense throws, throws, throws and this is the kind of player that in the fourth quarter when the team's up by two touchdowns he's still throwing touchdown passes to Diggs which is why I like the Diggs and Allen stack more than any stack I think I can ever think of they will be that annoying stack that continues to throw the ball in the third and fourth quarter because they don't run the ball and Josh Allen I don't care if Herbert, who I love, falls to round six and a half or 5.11. I don't care if that quarterback, who I love, my my plan B, Kyler or Herbert or A-Rod or Russell Wilson, all of which who I love at their ADP value, I don't care if they're there because nobody here will make me regret passing on them and going with the number one potential overall fantasy football scorer at 40 to 49 overall ADP. you got to be out of your mind. How do people take this out of context? How do people say, well, quarterback's deep, bro. Who cares? Who cares? Just because a position's deep, do you really not want the number one overall player? Just because somebody can throw for 37 touchdowns in round six or seven, does that dictate that you don't deserve or want the one player that could throw for 50? What is going on in people's minds? What is going on with the the peddling of this information over and over and over regurgitation on steroids? This fantasy industry is full of regurgitated content over and over. Don't go quarterback early. Probably the biggest deal so far is Josh Allen at that beautiful 49 to 50 overall ADP. Oh, good Lord. I've had a void up the whole time I've been talking about him. I'm sorry, Josh. Good God. Value grab. Josh Allen is a value grab. I'm sorry, Josh. I love Ayuk at 50 to 60. That's great. Galladay. Do people forget Galladay was in all of our top 6 to 10? Every one of us. I'm, I'm pointing at you. I'm pointing at you. I'm pointing at you. Bender, I'm pointing at you. Mark Cleveland. All of us thought 
God it was going to be a top 6 to 10 wide receiver. Even you, Kenny. And how quickly we just cast him aside. I love Galladay. I think Galladay, if you go running back, running back, running back, and I don't do that very often, and I certainly don't plan it because I'm a best player available guy, but sometimes best player available will lead you down a running back, running back, running back approach. Let me give you an example. 1.1, Christian McCaffrey, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire. All the wide receivers you love are gone, so you go J.K. Dobbins. You've got Clyde, you've got J.K., you've got Christian McCaffrey. Guess who's there to save the day as your wide receiver one or even wide receiver two? Maybe you get an Ayuk and Galladay. Maybe you get a Jamar Chase and Galladay. Galladay makes a fantastic wide receiver in that plan of attack because he still holds in his little hands potential top 10 wide receiver appeal. He's not a lock for it, but he has that potential. His kung fu grip is still on that that class of wide receiver ones. He's not he's not ready to let it go. Why are you so quick to write him off? I love Mike Davis at 56.4. Or I love Kyler Murray. Doesn't matter that I love Josh Allen at 50 or 49 or 48. I still love Kyler. I still love Kyler at 56.5. If somebody snipes me and takes Allen, my boy Josh Allen, I'm grabbing Kyler. I'm grabbing Herbert. I will have one of those two bad boys on most all of my teams if I don't execute my Josh Allen plan to a T. Odo Beckham Jr. Jacobs, you've got to be out of these. Way too early for Mike Thomas. This is like the old ADPs kind of bleeding in. Maybe late six round range if you're feeling a little frisky, but don't even consider taking MT at this value. I don't even know what this is about. Is this a glitch, Robbie Anderson? You got to be out of your mind. Cortland Sutton, he's not even healthy. He's not even close to 100%. People need to stop talking about Cortland Sutton being the number one in Denver when he's in a brace right now. He doesn't even look that great on the field. Not his fault. He had a torn ACL. Cortland Sutton's nowhere near fully healthy. Stop. It is Jerry Judy season. I don't want to hear this uh, blasphemy. I like Claypool. Maybe a little bit later, but I like Claypool enough to just put a, a circle around him. ETN. I love ETN. I hope he does this ADP proudly. Hawkinson, I like that he's falling. Like, people are adjusting and adapting to this Detroit situation. He should be fed a ton. I didn't like him up near Waller in January, February. People were talking that way. So, people have adapted. I'm starting to open back up to my boy. The guy I found, not one analyst in the entire industry, according to Fantasy Pros, had Hawkinson higher ranked than I did. It's one of the big reasons I finished number one in the industry in tight end rankings in 2020 and 2018 and number one over the course of the last three years aside from josh allen at 49.50 this is the win a league adp value you heard it here this guy's a top six to ten running back waiting to unleash and you got this this one reporter in denver that said the other day (laughs) melvin gordon melvin gordon he comes out of the restroom with the newspaper under his arm Melvin Gordon has got a firm grip on the starting job. Everybody jumped. I love it. It's the best report I've seen all year. I'm so excited that it broke. We get an, another couple weeks, maybe, of drafting Javante Williams low. Then another report's going to hit. It's going to be within a week or two. Mark my words. To the moon. To the moon. This guy is top 6-10 to 10 running back appeal. He makes a fantastic running back, too. Or to lead a platoon of Mike Davis and Javonta Williams as your running back two. Javonta Williams, Mike Davis, and, and Michael Carter as your running back two. 
a platoon. I love the platoon approach. I'm going to do a video on platooning a running back two and how to execute it. But again, we'll use the 1.1 if you went McCaffrey, DK, and AJ Brown, and you didn't go running back two yet. And then you're like, Josh Allen's there in four. I'm taking Josh Allen. I'm going to do what Smitty said. Don't take running back just because other people would. I'll take my running back two in round five, and this guy will be the guy. I love going running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, Josh Allen. Then running back two, and Javante Williams is the man. I don't love Gaskin, but that's not horrible value. Love Devontae Smith. He's going to be a top six wide receiver. I won't be shocked, and I might predict it in a video here soon, that Devontae Smith becomes the number one wide receiver from this rookie draft class over Jamar Chase, who I have ranked Jamar Chase over Devontae as a rookie, but Devontae Smith will be a top five top six wide receiver in fantasy football within one to one and a half years love jerry judy's value top 10 to 12 wide receiver in the making this is fantastic value at 70 are you are you for real this guy outscored chubb last year i love this value chark was like in the top five in air yards people don't realize that people don't realize that that galladay and chark were two of our favorite wide receivers this time last year nobody wants to admit that i'll admit it with a smile. Didn't work out. But I love Charky Boy in 2021, given you can get him at 70 to 80 overall. Very talented dude. I love Russell Wilson and Sermon at these values. This could this is potential win a league type value right here for both of these guys. Sermon's gonna eventually get in there. Sermon's going to be a top 10 running back per start. It's not a question of if it happens, it's when, how many starts can he get? I like Mike Williams a lot, but I don't know how I feel about that. I'm kind of indifferent about that ADP. Chase Edmonds, I'm not a big believer. These aren't horrible values, though, but... Good Lord, 80.7 Justin Herbert can win you a league at that value. Again, I'm taking Josh Allen over all these guys. Josh Allen, to me, is going to have 45-50 TDs, but if that plan gets botched, if someone says, No, I'm taking Josh Allen, and they snipe him from me. Herbert is the GOAT. He can punch you in the throat. And I love his value at 80.7, potential MVP candidate in 2021. And the Chargers are going to turn some heads. Mark my words. Crafty value. Crafty value. I love this. This is part of that platoon. You get Michael Carter as your running back three, a guy you can pair with a Javante Williams and have your running back two on lock. Goddard, if you want another tight end, Goddard at 90 could be the guy that, that plays like Hawkinson type value. So Higby, Goddard, Fant, Logan Thomas, and Tunyon are probably the top options in my opinion. And here are two more potential steals of a draft if things fall a certain way and you got to go quarterback late. Hurts at 95. Hurts could be a top six quarterback. Hurts could be a top six overall quarterback at fantasy football in 2021. So could Aaron Rodgers. Hurts could run for 800, 900 yards on the ground. 10 TDs on the ground. A-Rod could throw for 40 plus very easily. I love these values. That is my ADP breakdown using Underdog Fantasy's ADP. Get on over to Smitty1. Let me move this banner right there. Smitty1.com. This banner right here will pop up on my site, Smitty1.com. And if you click it and deposit a minimum 10 bucks into a new underdog account you get a free phone call from me you get 25 dollars in cash bonus from them and it's a win 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 and you can use your phone call while i'm on my show during any live stream and i'll call you up and you can be on the fantasy football show and i can yell at you and say what's up bill 
smitty1.com. Underdog Fantasy, don't miss out. Play daily fantasy at Underdog. It is literally the coolest way to play fantasy football in 2021. Learn about it. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty! Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the Underdog Fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks, and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the Underdog Fantasy banner, and mix your promo code Smitty's entered. Let's go.